webinar. Uh, and we are so excited uh, for you guys uh, to be here with us. Um, uh, we'll have, uh, I'm going to say maybe one or two sentences really quickly here about how this is going to work. Then we'll have Stephen start with prayer and we will go from there. So Good morning, everyone. Um, we are going to be going through a couple of different updates from some of our care teams here, uh, but we'll have an opportunity uh, for questions uh, from you guys, from the people who are watching and the people who are listening. Uh, what I would like to ask you to do uh, is to uh, go ahead and type your questions at any point in the chat. So as you are coming up with questions, type them in there. Um, I'll be addressing those all at the end. So if you hear an update and you have a question specific to that update, don't wait till the end. We don't want you to forget those questions. So um, that's what I've got. And uh, we'll go ahead and alley-oop it over to Stephen. Go ahead and get us started with some prayer. All right. First of all, thanks, Catherine, for uh, moderating. And thank you for a great message this morning. That was timely. I got to hear it twice. So thanks again. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for the beauty of this day, for the joy of a Sunday morning when we can worship you and proclaim as we do each week that you are risen. You will come again. Uh, those words of hope that uh, have echoed throughout the generations and are our anchor that we cling to in these days. Thank you for this group of people who are uh, represented on the screens. Thank you for this congregation called All Souls and the ways that we are living out our faith as uh, members of your kingdom. Pray that you would bless uh, uh, this time as we gather together to discuss and may this be an act of worship. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Stephen. So, Rick, we're going to start with you. Um, let us know what's what's going on. Talk to us a little bit about the church. Sure. Well, again, um, thanks, Catherine, for, for hosting this. And it's good to see several folks on the, on the screen today. I think, um, you know, since we last had a town hall, I mean, obviously a lot going on. I was on a webinar the other day and somebody said, you know, how should we, how should we start with checking in with people? What are some of the questions we should be asking? And the, one of the women on the panel with me was like, I think we should just start by asking like, how are you? Um, and just that important reminder of, checking in on people. And, and as you said in the message this morning, um, you know, there's, there's so much around us that's broken and, and so much around us that's just not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, we've been confined down to little squares on computers and that's not, that's not who we are. That's not how God sees us. That's not how we're made. Um, but I think one of the biggest things I would point to is, is the staff uh, and the pastors, you know, and just the incredible work that's being done there. I mean, it's so encouraging to serve on the session and get to hear regular updates uh, about the, the good work that's happening. And I think everybody's seeing that on some level uh, with the, you know, production quality that's happening, just the, the variety of faces and voices that we're lifting up. Um, as a session, we've been meeting more regularly. Um, you know, normally it's a monthly basis and it's been uh, bi-weekly. I think that's the right term. I'm always confused by that. 
whether that means every other month or every other week. Anyway, every other week we've been meeting. And that's been a privilege, really. I mean, just just hearing from the various uh, elders. And, you know, I just like to um, say that we have such a great group right now. And it's been nice to bring Amra and Danya and, and Rusty on board and give Ricky and Paul some much needed break. Um, one thing we've been doing is actually going into a visioning process. And so with Stephen um, coming on board now and just kind of imagining what's the next chapter of also. And we talked about this during the pastor nominating search. You know, what, what's next for All Souls? Who are we? Um, how are we unique as a church? Uh, what's our unique setting? And what are we called to be? Who are we called to be? And, you know, one of the things I would say is, first of all, it's in the very infant stages of that. Um, but one of the things I would say is this concept of shared ministry, the need for us to um, raise up the strengths and the complementary gifts of our, of our people. And we're seeing that, you know, um, for instance, with Be the Bridge, there's, I believe, around 80 people that have signed on to be part of that book study. Um, there's women's groups meetings, there's men's groups meeting. My son the other day went to a sixth and seventh grade boys youth group that's happening. And, you know, so many people stepping up into lead and care for one another. Um, and I know you're going to hear a lot, you know, about that today. So I think one of the biggest things I would say is, you know, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Um, but I have been encouraged by what I think we will be coming out of this. And that is uh, a people that are bonded first by Christ and in the knowledge that our citizenship isn't here. Um, but then also this idea of looking around and seeing the real beauty of the body. And, you know, that's been really evident to me. So I'm going to hand it over. We've got some great folks here, um, you know, to, to say some good words about um, most importantly, I just want to leave people with, um, if you're hearing, if, if you are not plugged in right now and you want to be in community, uh, there's a variety of ways to do that virtually or in person. Um, and we will get back to being together on a regular basis, but please reach out and connect because right now more than ever, I think that's, that's just critical. So. Thanks and looking forward to the conversation. We'll take questions at the end. Definitely. Thanks, Rick. Hey, Evie, do you want to uh, give us a quick update about our care and mobilization task force? Wow, that has um, kind of an ominous sound there, but um, really I just wanna put a couple of details on some of the things Rick talked about. Um, we have continued all of our local and global missions um, connections and through some of those local partners have been able to really partner with our community to have some effect during this um, these weird times and those have been very meaningful although we can't be super public we can't really be that hands-on right now but um, I do also just want to acknowledge that we know that there are things going on that are hard within our congregation and if you are going through anything emotionally, financially, like just hard. Our deacon ministry is available. It's deacon at allsoulsfellowship.org. Our meals ministry is back up and running. We took a little while to kind of get, um, figure that out, but we, we've got everything from gift cards to homemade meals, whatever. If just something like that would be encouraging to you or to someone, you know, it's meals at allsoulsfellowship.org. Um, we have staff at allsoulsfellowship.org. Like if you are struggling, please reach out. There's no um, 
better way that we can bear one another's burdens and build each other up than to somehow find a way to be in community during this time. So the staff's available and ready to hear from you. So please reach out. Definitely. Thanks, Edie. Hey, Carrie, we loved the music today. It was awesome uh, to see the band. Uh, can you give us a, a quick little update about uh, worship and some of the things that are going on there? Sure, as you can imagine, um, pivoting in March was quite a, a challenge, exciting change. Um, I say exciting, you know, not all of it was exciting. But I am so grateful that we have this platform of um, even meeting on screens. Um, it's, you know, obviously not, not the same. But I do want to acknowledge that um, Eric North has been like just the hugest part of all this. Y'all remember that he was on staff in 2019 and moved to Colorado at the beginning of this year. And he could not get rid of us. <laughs> we sunk our claws in him, even at a distance. So um, be, besides playing and singing, he's been the one that's editing the videos and mixing all the music. So his talent has been so awesome too. Um, and I've really enjoyed uh, continuing to work with him. So that's been fun. So besides the frustrations and the challenges, there have definitely been some fun moments and I've learned some things that I didn't really plan on learning this year, but that's all good. Um, as we move into live stream, it's, it's exciting to be back in the building and to be playing live with the band. It's also exciting to just envision people in the chairs, even though you're not quite there yet. We're looking forward to that time. So um, as we are doing that, we have brought on a live stream team that we are super excited to have. John Barbian, Jeremy Dyer, Matthew Hummel, Jack Purdy, Tara Berry, Dustin Peeler, and hey, if you're out there and you know something about live stream and would like to help us in that, please reach out to me. We uh, we can use some help. So that's fun. But even as we do continue to move towards live stream, you'll you'll still be seeing some videos from home, and that is kind of twofold in in intention. Number one is sort of representative of where we are. We're kind of together, but we're, we're mostly still at home. So, and some of that also is just resources in terms of who's available and how we can put this worship experience together. So it will be fun to, you know, to have um, a variety of, of uh, home and, and live streams. Our outdoor worship on October 4th was amazing. And we're going to be doing some more of that. So look for look for dates coming up. Yes, definitely excited about that. Um, I think it's really cool to have that little hybrid. It feels like real life at church, which we love. Thank you for that update, Carrie. Um, Alicia loved 9:45. Logging in, getting to hear the kids' story. That was so fun this morning. Um, we'd love to hear an update about what's going on with All Souls Kids. Yep, I feel like we've tried many different things <laughs> to engage those kiddos that um, we're all missing so much. Um, I know, like we keep saying, we're zoomed out and screened out, but it's kind of our only connection point right now. Um, and it, Children's is going to be in phase four, so it just still feels so far away a little bit. Um, 
but behind the scenes, um, I'm kind of revamping all the rooms, getting rid of toys, um, kind of seeing what this next season of in-person Sunday school is gonna look like. Um, and through, through all that, figuring all that, new protocols, new safety, all that sort of stuff, um, it's been a pleasure to serve on the health advisory team. Again, like Carrie said, learning many things I didn't think I would learn in this position <laughs> here at All Souls, but it's been fun um, researching ways to make our building as safe as possible so that we can come back in person as soon as possible um, and working on just the organization of the outdoor service and trying to source sanitizing products as they're hard to come by right now. Um, so I feel like um, that was a little more than just a children's update, but yes, for the outdoor service and when we move indoor service, we are still not going to have a specific Sunday school classrooms, but I'm certainly gonna put together like activity bags if you bring kids in service, possibly with sermon notes and coloring and, and ways that the kids can engage in the service. And we're all kind of working on that right now. Carrie's doing an incredible job. Um, the liturgists are doing an incredible job just trying to engage them in a way that we haven't really done at All Souls in service before, but the times kind of dictate that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what's going on over there. Awesome. Well, we love seeing those videos and getting those connections. And if you are watching or listening right now and you don't get Alicia's updates, um, she sends out weekly, if you've got kids between, what is it, Alicia, pre-K and fifth grade? Two years all the way to fifth grade. Two I have a separate grade. email for all the different age groups. Awesome. So if you have a person in your possession who is between the ages of two and fifth grade and you don't get Alicia's updates, um, send us uh, either drop a little note here, shoot us an email at info at All Souls Fellowship or Alicia at All Souls Fellowship. We'd love to get you added onto that list so you can see the resources uh, and uh, the fun curriculum that our kiddos have, uh, even from home. Yep. Love it. We love it. Thanks, Alicia. Um, so Stephen, I will now turn it to you, sir, if you could give us um, a little bit of an update uh, from the pastoral standpoint. We'd love that. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody. I uh, hope and trust that you are doing well this morning. Um, I actually read an article in the New York Times yesterday about the uh, resurgence of the virus in lots of parts of the world, places that had seen some success in containment, uh, like uh, Germany, Northern Europe are seeing a second wave. Uh, we're seeing a third wave in some parts of the Midwest here in the United States. Um, and so, you know, and part of that is because of pandemic fatigue. We're tired. Um, as Rick said, this is not the way things are supposed to be. Um, and I, you know, want to kind of temper that with the, with the reality and the hope that it's not going to be the way things are forever, but it is the way things are going to be for a little while. One of the things that gives me a lot of comfort, though, is that we have learned a lot uh, over the last six, seven months about how the virus spreads. We've learned to do the things, by and large, that we need to do when we're in public, you know, keeping our physical distance, washing our hands, wearing masks that cover both our nose and our, and our mouth. Um, and that's important stuff, of course, when we're uh, indoors, but even when we're outdoors with large groups of people, it's just become part of the routine. Um, I went to Trader Joe's the other day and waited out 
back again to the grocery store. And you know what? I get you into a podcast and to just kind of uh, have a little bit of time to, you know, do something different. Uh, it's not what we're used to, but we adjust. Um, and I want to say I'm real grateful for our health advisory team. Dan's going to kind of give an update on that in a little bit. Um, but a lot of these folks just, you know, so you know, they're, they're working on the front lines of prevention and research on this. They've logged a lot of hours helping us think through our plans, uh, developing benchmarks early on about what the most important criteria are for us uh, to safely and sensibly return to worship. And the great news is, you know, the big reveal of the, <laughs> the days that we feel like we have got to the spot where we've met the grading, gating criteria. And like I said, I'm going to let Dan talk a little bit more about that. Um, but it's not just about that. I mean, a lot of our decisions over the last few months have had to do with how we can take care of our congregants who can't come back. Um, and what are the logistical details involved in providing a means of worship on Sunday morning that will uh, be available to everyone? Uh, one of the things that we learned in our reopening survey in June is that a lot of people in our community um, were only willing to come back when worship uh, to worship when all of the safety precautions could be met. And so that meant that we were going to need to invest in some new technology. And you've seen that over the last couple of weeks, we had to wait for some backordered supplies because uh, this is a global situation that we're in. And a lot of uh, a lot of people had the same thought at the same time time and a lot of companies weren't making new uh, new stock and so uh, a lot of things we've had to train staff and volunteers for new roles and we've been kind of kicking the tires on that for the last couple of weeks we're going to continue to experiment for uh, a few more but the thing that I want to let you know is that we are gonna um, we're planning for uh, live outdoor worship for three weeks in November the first the 15th the 29th uh, we are uh, in negotiations. We're about 99% of the way there with, uh, with EDS, who owns the field across from the church. Uh, just kind of got a few T's uh, to cross and uh, I's to dot. Um, and we're going to be sitting out some communication over the next 14 days as to what specifically that is going to look like. We're still going to do the live stream. Um, and so, you know, like I said over the last couple of weeks, Things are going to look a little bit different for a little while. We're going to be kind of going into a season of experimentation where we're going to flex our creative muscles a little bit here. Um, but that's the big news that we wanted to share that uh, we're going to be doing uh, worship. We're hoping that everybody in the church gets an opportunity who wants to, to come, gets to hit at least one of those three dates in November where we're going to be live. That's it for me. Awesome. I love that part. We didn't want to get it first. So people would just be excited and then leave. We wanted to leave it kind of in the middle. Um, so awesome. Thanks for that update. And uh, Dan, we'd love to alley it over to you, Dr. Tucker. Uh, take it away, sir. Give us some updates with what's going on um, with the, uh, the health advisory team. I will. Thanks, Catherine. So um, as Catherine said, my name is Dan Tucker. For those of you who don't know me, I am a pediatric hospitalist um, at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta at Scottish Rite. And I get to be part of the healthcare task force, which is exciting. Never been on a task force before, so it's a big deal for me. Um, so uh, I, along with um, several other members on the task force from varying different backgrounds, um, and 
are essentially in charge of making sure that also has, has um, practices and uh, procedures that are there to keep the rest of the congregation safe in this time of the COVID pandemic, um, and that these practices are evidence-based and keeping up with um, current data and trends in cases. Um, at the beginning of each meeting, we always kind of go over the baseline data for how we're doing in um, Georgia, mostly to Cabin Fulton, since that's where most of our congregants live, and make sure that we're all on the same page as to what the status is of, um, of the pandemic. Um, as Stephen has said, we've come up with some gating criteria um, for how do we determine when it's safe for us to begin to meet back in person. Um, and Stephen, if you want to share the slide um, to show everyone kind of what our criteria are. Um, developed in conjunction with some other um, kind of decided that um, we feel that it would be safe to resume limited in-person meetings, um, A, when there is a sustained decline um, of COVID cases over the past 14 days, um, 14 days being the longest documented incubation period for COVID and about how long it takes for an outbreak to manifest itself. Um, and for um, uh, daily cases to be at or, at or below 10 per 100,000 per day, um, as measured by globalepidemic.org, a, a task force consortium put together by Harvard and Brown. Um, we also want to make sure that there's availability um, in our community to take care of sick COVID patients. And so uh, we're keeping track of available inpatient ICU beds and ED capacity. And uh, finally, that there is capability to do good testing uh, for COVID and good monitoring for the outbreak. Um, we uh, have felt that we have um, met these criteria. And so we've, we've advised the session to um, begin planning for um, uh, inpatient worship. Um, that being said, we are meeting pretty much every week now and reassessing the data. And if any of these gating criteria have no longer, we feel like it's no longer been fulfilled or there's some kind of other extenuating circumstance going on, um, you know, we may have to reevaluate that decision. But as of, you know, as of today, and I just checked it this, you know, this morning, um, we are still meeting these criteria and are on track to open safely. Definitely. Yes, in-person uh, worship, we are really excited um, about that. And a big, huge thanks to uh, all the different task forces that we have um, represented here, but uh, especially uh, the health and safety task force. Um, I know that uh, being on a task force, while is exciting, um, is sometimes cumbersome. So we want to extend, uh, I will, on behalf of the entire congregation, extend our sincere gratitude for the work that you guys have done, are doing, and I know will continue to be doing. Um, unprecedented, I'm wondering when that word will just be retired from the OED. Um, certainly not in 2020. So we just, we, we're so thankful for all of you guys, um, just with, uh, with the work that you have been doing, so. Thanks for that, Dan. Um, so that's the, the meat of what we wanted to kind of give you guys today, um, some updates. And we have a couple of questions now that you've heard uh, the big and exciting news about the three weekends in November for outdoor worship. Um, as those juices are flowing and those questions are coming, um, go ahead and you can type those guys in uh, the Q&A uh, box that we have. Um, I've got a couple here, so we'll start to go through them. 
Uh, and remember, this is recorded. So if you are waiting to ask your question because you don't want to miss an answer, please type it in. Um, we want to make sure that we give enough time for all the questions to be answered. So um, one of uh, the very first questions that we got was, what day are we reopening? Um, Stephen gave us that information for outdoor worship, uh, the 1st, the 15th, and the 29th of November. Um, but maybe Stephen, you could answer uh, that question for an in-building. Do we have a date yet for in-building reopening? Well, you know, kind of in the in the, in the uh, spirit of, of the message today, you know, tomorrow has enough worries of its own. We're going to, we're going to look at November right now. And we feel pretty good about, you know, meeting outside in November, the 1st, 15th, 29th. Uh, we're going to be meeting at one o'clock. That is, that is one thing that you all uh, should put on your calendars, 1st, 15th, 29th at one o'clock. Um, and we will be allowing people to uh, register for those. We will need to limit it still simply because of, of space on field. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's our plan for right now. Um, we, we're, we're hoping, we're real hopeful that things can uh, move, um, you know, as, as they are, but as we get into, you know, flu season and all that, you know, this is a dynamic, uh, thing. So we're just kind of having to keep our, keep our eyes on it. Um, you know, as of right now, we meet the great gating criteria. Um, and so hopeful that we'll, we'll continue to do that. Uh, one question I did see, is this going to be a full service on the first, 15th and 29th, and yes, it's going to be a full, uh, full worship service. Uh, kind of what we're going to do is we're going to pre-record uh, for those who are streaming, for those who you know uh, aren't able to register for any of the services. So you'll still have the ability to worship along. Um, um, it's going to be the, an identical service, albeit in a different setting, um, on those three dates. So. I think those are all the questions related to that. Um, one thing to note is on the 15th, the service there will be an installation service. Um, and so uh, one of the things that we, one of the privileges we get to do as a presbytery is, you know, have the installation of a pastor as a kind of an event in the presbytery. We had it scheduled for uh, April and then uh, we had it not scheduled for April. And so circling back around and uh, uh, we'll, we'll do that service on the 15th. Definitely. Uh, installation is making sure that Stephen is legit. That's Catherine's interpretation of what that is. We, we know that now, but the Presbytery will affirm what we know, um, that he is indeed good to be here. We, we decided that a pandemic was probably, uh, you know, task enough and he, he's passed that check mark. So um, awesome. Uh, so yes, just to clarify, there will also be a live streaming service that day on the outdoor days. Uh, so if you can't attend or you don't feel comfortable at attending or the timing doesn't work for you, uh, we, we ask that our attendees hold these things with grace. There are some things that we are not in control over when the people who own the field allow us to be on the field uh, is one of those things. So um, we thank you guys in advance for your prayers about this and for your grace. And how frequently this may or may not, but probably will because everything does change. So we thank you guys for that. Um, 
We have uh, a couple of questions here that are really uh, surrounding this idea of connection, how connected people feel, um, what to do if uh, people want to get a little bit more connected, who should they reach out to. Maybe there's been uh, a loss of a job and there's guilt surrounding reaching out to the church for resources. Um, what can we do there? Maybe Evie, you can answer the first part of that question with what do we do if we want to get connected? Uh, and then maybe Stephen, you can address the idea of uh, feeling like we shouldn't be reaching out to the church during this time for those resources. Yeah. You want me to take that one right now? Let's have Evie answer the, the practical logistics of how we reach out for that first. Well, um, first of all, I mean, I would encourage... I mean, I think all of this feels safer in relationship. So, I mean, if a women, there's some very small women's groups that have started to meet, there's pastoral hours with um, Stephen, you know, where you can make that connection and kind of feel more known. And then I think it feels more comfortable to share that need and allow us to come alongside and burden uh, that burden. Um, so I don't want, I mean, certainly no one should feel um, hesitant to reach out. Um, it may or may not be something we can practically address. It may, but it, but it, I doubt anyone would be disappointed by building that connection and relationship. And somehow I believe God would use that as a piece of what you're going through now. So I would look for a way to connect and then, but in an, you know, in an immediate tangible need, I would email deacon at all deacon at allsoulsfellowship.org and just see where it goes. Um, please don't let guilt or embarrassment or anything like that keep you from like digging deep into community at all souls. Um, because that's really what you what we want you to do is to become more plugged in. We, I mean, and then we, we would love to help you with your need, but I think more importantly, it's about connecting and becoming a part and just growing our community through this very odd time. Um, we, we want to find the people who need to be connected further. So hope that helps. You can email me. I'd love to chat. Yeah, and I would simply just echo that with, um, I, I fully sympathize and I, and I understand, you know, the, um, the feelings of, of guilt or, um, uh, or of not, you know, wanting to be a burden or of kind of the, you know, the sense of relativity of like, well, my struggles are, you know, are, are mine and they may be relative to other people's struggles who may be struggling more. But I think the thing that, you know, I would want to just communicate is that we really want to help. Like, that's why we're here. We want to help. It doesn't matter, you know, um, uh, what, It doesn't matter what, what it is. I mean, we want to be able to come alongside you uh, in, in any way that we can. And so please don't feel any, um, you know, any uh, uh, reservations about doing that. We, we have intentionally kind of streamlined our budget to, be, to maximize our ability to help uh, members in our congregation and members in our, in our, in our broader community. And so, um, that's been a, from from day one of, you know, going back to March when we when we kind of created these five task force groups, one of them specifically the care and mobilization team was created specifically for the scenario of uh, wanting to provide help and and resources. So, um, yeah, please ask. 
definitely. Um, so we mentioned uh, a little bit about um, the gating criteria, looking at um, you know, potential for building reopening in November. Uh, what is the opportunity, we've had this question, for small groups uh, to use uh, the All Souls building uh, during the work week if we're indoors in masks as the weather starts to change? Uh, what does that look like from a practical standpoint? Is that even an opportunity to take advantage of? Uh, well, we have not specifically addressed that as a uh, team. We, we did put it on our reopening document um, when, uh, let, me, let me see, let me pull that up and see if I can share that with everyone. Um, it is also on the website, allsoulsfellowship.org slash reopening. <laughs> um, you know, I've, what I what I can do is I can I can address that specifically with with our group. Um, but right now, what we kind of have said is that that is something that would come alongside. Um, uh, we've 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 mostly been talking about worship. That's been kind of our our, our biggest uh, kind of concern. Um, but in phase two, we have talked about the potential of groups smaller than fifteen with face masks indoor uh, being being able to meet. Um, but there's a couple of other things. We just need to kind of circle up as a health advisory team and discuss you know, how and where uh, groups would meet. Um, so long story short, we'll get back to you on that uh, pretty soon. Uh, and that uh, question was posed by uh, Mike. So I can, I can get back to you directly on that within, within the next week or so. Yeah, and just to kind of add what um, Stephen was saying, I mean, our, our reopening is a is a phased reopening. You know, we're obviously not kind of jumping right back into a full kind of um, uh, worship um, like we had pre-pandemic. It's kind of slowly adding more and more people, opening up small groups more. Um, and so I think, I, like like Stephen said, we probably need to talk about it a little bit more. But my understanding is that opening up um, small groups is probably a more a little bit later in the phases and right now we're focusing mainly on um, worship on on Sunday but we can definitely um, we can definitely talk about that at our next meeting definitely well as uh, we are wrapping up here we want to be honoring of your time Evie has a comment well I was just gonna say it's just been encouraging too to see the building is used during the week Icons filming there, we're filming, they're back rehearsing. We're staff meeting in the youth room because it's a bigger space where we can actually come together and pray and feel a little more fellowship. But so the building is being used a little bit. Um, and it's also got a little rhythm to it where it's, you can't just pop by all the time because when people are filming, it needs to be quiet. And it's amazing how much you can hear upstairs from downstairs in the youth room and all. So um, we do want to be um, careful too, as we open back up that we're honoring our tenants. Uh, we have someone using the gym space for um, PT and we have, you know, so there's things going on that our building has been a resource to the community in this time and people are figuring out how to do the things they do. So um, it isn't just sitting empty, which is kind of encouraging to me. Definitely. Yep. And I would add the clarification on that, that any, any of the outside groups that are using the building right now are less than four people at, at a time. 
um, so that you know we're not uh, we're not prioritizing the use of other you know tenants or anything like that over our own members. It's just simply that it's limited, very limited. Um, the PT is two people, uh, and uh, all all of the social distancing uh, criteria that we have employed are being used uh, with and masks and everything are being used with anybody else who uses the building. And it's still being cleaned. Let the record show. <laughs> it is being cleaned fervently. Awesome. Well, if there are any other questions um, that anybody has, we want to encourage you to take advantage of info at allsoulsfellowship.org. Uh, if you have questions specific to the reopening, we have a new email address, reopening at allsoulsfellowship.org, uh, or reach out to your favorite staff member or session member. Uh, all of us are uh, ready and willing to answer questions as we kind of take this journey together um, and really continue to be the body of Christ, whether we're divided or back together. Um, thank you guys for your participation today. Huge shout out to our panel right here, the Brady Bunch. One day I'm gonna get us to film a Brady Bunch thing. I'm ready for it, I'm waiting for it. Um, and uh, I cannot emphasize this enough, church. Um, we love you. We are excited to be back together outside in November. Uh, we are excited to be back together indoors in whatever time the Lord has planned out for us. Uh, we are excited to see you in our masks and smiling with our eyebrows. We are just um, thrilled to be able to come and worship alongside of you in your living rooms online and through our streaming services. So um, we love you. We thank you. Make sure you're checking out your e-news. We have updates every week, more details, more contact information. Uh, that's going to be our main form of communication. So if you are not a part of that, reach out on any of our forms um, of, uh, of social media. So we love you guys. Um, we'll let you go and enjoy this space. We'll have this webinar recorded and posted for you guys. We'll send that out to everybody and keep those questions coming, church. Hi, everyone. Right. Thank you. Are there any other questions that we didn't answer? We got, we got everybody? Just wanna make sure while we're all here. All right. Bye. Good luck, y'all.